You are about to enter the world of humble hauntings. But first, a message from our friends at A Few Bad Apples. Fact, over 700 people have been killed by the hands of the police just this year alone. I'm Katherine Sheffield, host of the weekly podcast, A Few Bad Apples. Each week, I unravel true stories of victims whose lives have been affected by bad apple officers of the law. I bring this relevant conversation into the public spotlight because it's a way to provoke change and reform. Not all officers are bad, and in fact, I highlight a positive story at the end of every episode to balance the spectrum. A Few Bad Apples is available wherever you get your podcasts. And now, for today's story. (sighs) Easy now, easy. You're all right, but I need you to lie back down. Transformations make the body very weak. No, don't worry. Everyone is fine. Right, Barnaby? Oh, stop it, silly cat. The witch is gone. There's much to do in her own realm, but she gave me a hefty supply of wolfsbane flour just in case. And we closed the door to the Black Forest. Arcane is back to its odd but wonderful self. For now, at least. And you need to rest up. You'll need all your strength for what lies ahead. It's an old, powerful thing that wants you. And we still need to figure out what it is, exactly. But for now, rest. Just rest here. You're safe. You had a dream. Ah, about your girlfriend. I'm sorry. She told you something important about the monster? But you can't remember. I see. She has a connection to the monster. Hmm. You said she was a forest creature of some sort, correct? Like a fox maiden or something like that? Close enough, huh? Okay, I'll look into it more. I might need to consult the fair folk, but the magic Maggie Mail cast will hold us for now. Just get some sleep. A book on werewolves? I'm certain I have one, but I assure you whoever turned you is not responsible for all this. Werewolves are powerful, but limited creatures. (sighs) I wish you would just rest, but you're right. Anything that can jog your memory might help us figure out this conundrum. As you wish, Captain. Barnaby, there's a black leather book with a silver clasp in the cursed section. Second shelf on the right. It's called Moon Sickness, Silver Strength. You know it? Good. Fetch it for me if you don't mind. Let's learn a little bit more about our friend here. Most of us are familiar with werewolves. 
humans who turn into monstrous, wolf-like creatures each full moon. Folklore fans and horror enthusiasts alike delight in the tales of this particular mythological beast, and it's not hard to see why. History is abundant with stories of werewolves or were-like creatures. They are a staple of the supernatural world and have struck fear and wonder into the hearts of men for thousands of years. The traditional werewolves we are familiar with are humans that turn into wolfish monsters with each full moon. Some tales speak of werewolves that can transform at any time they wish. They are abnormally strong and fast, and while in their wolf form, they no longer possess their human consciousness and would kill even their closest friend if they crossed their path. While in this form, they are likely to kill humans and animals alike to feast upon their flesh, and most do not recall what they have done when they have regained their humanity the following day. They are also extremely difficult to kill, and are creatures known to be abnormally resilient to things that would easily take down a mortal. Silver is believed to be the fastest way to defeat them, for as soon as silver, such as in the form of a bullet, enters their body, their heart will immediately stop, and they will die. There are a few ways to detect a werewolf if you believe one is in your community. These include hairy palms, unquenchable thirst, frequent visiting of graveyards at night, and an abnormal craving for raw meat, just to name a few. It is also said that the injuries obtained while in the form of a werewolf will stay with the afflicted person when they transform back into their human body. This is another way to detect a werewolf, for if you wound them in a specific way while in their monstrous state, the same wounds will be visible when they are human once more. But what about the history of werewolves? For these details are just one version of the werewolf story. There are countless stories of such creatures reaching all the way back to ancient Greece. And it seems, no matter where you are in the world, every place and every people have their own werewolf myth. Some of the oldest werewolf legends come from ancient Greece and Rome. Probably the best-known tale comes from Ovid's poem, The Metamorphoses, published in 8 AD. It tells the tale of King Lycaon, tyrant of Arcadia. One day, in the disguise of a mortal man, Zeus visits the king's palace. After Zeus reveals his true identity, King Lycaon isn't completely convinced and devises a plan to test if his guest really is a god. So he kills one of his hostages, by the name of Epirus, and then goes about having his body cooked before serving it to Zeus. Zeus, of course, did not eat it. Enraged at this insult to his godliness, the Olympian god set fire to the king's palace and murdered all 50 of his sons with lightning bolts. He then proceeded to curse the king and released him into the wild where he transformed into a wolf to punish him for his savagery. And in 37 BC, the Roman poet Virgil wrote about a man who used a mixture of herbs and poisons to turn himself into a werewolf willingly. He was also said to be able to call forth ghosts from the grave. Werewolves can also be found in the dark fairy tales of Germany, written down by the famous Grimm brothers. And I don't mean Little Red Riding Hood, 
Another lesser-known story begins with a soldier telling the tale of his grandfather's encounter with a werewolf. The grandfather went into the forest to cut wood. He was joined by a friend and a third man who was a stranger to them. There was something odd about the stranger, but the grandfather couldn't quite put his finger on it. After they had finished cutting wood, they were worn out, and the third man suggested they take a nap before heading back into town. The grandfather and his friend agreed, and the three lay down on the ground to rest. But the grandfather, still suspicious of this third man, pretended to fall asleep, but kept his eyes open just enough to watch the third man and see what he was doing. After making sure the other two were asleep, the third man put on a strange belt and transformed into a wolf, but not an ordinary wolf. No, this wolf was nothing like anything the grandfather had seen before. Large, with an unnerving human-like posture. In his wolf form, the third man quickly ran off into the nearby field and attacked a female horse, eating the entire carcass. When the third man returned and removed his belt, he was in his human form once more, and lied back down as if nothing had happened. On the way back to town, the stranger began to complain of a stomachache, then the grandfather, who had seen everything that had happened, whispered in his ear, That's what happens when you devour a whole horse. The stranger then turns and leans in to whisper back that if he had seen the grandfather, he would have never made it back to town alive. In Armenia, women or girls who commit horrible sins are met by a dark spirit which forces them to wear a wolf skin for seven years. This causes them to take on the form of a large wolf, inflicting them with the raving desire to consume human flesh. There is an ancient tale from Liberia that tells of a woman who is able to transform into a terrifying beast. When the story begins, the woman is enraged by the laziness of her husband, who no longer wishes to work in order to provide food for his family. He asks his wife to use her ability to shapeshift in order to hunt for their dinner. She agrees and transforms into a great beast, but instead of doing as her husband asks, she uses her monstrous form to terrify him into providing for his family once more. In Asaba, which is now Nigeria, it was a general belief that most women had the power of witchcraft. But not only that, Along with being a witch, some women also had the ability to become werewomen, shapeshifters whose power allowed them to influence the people around them. One story tells of a mother who wanted to keep her son at home and decided to do this by shapeshifting and frightening him. But instead of being intimidated by this, the son demands the creature show its true form. At this, the werewoman transformed back into his mother, and her powers which had remained a secret up until that moment, were revealed. Nowhere are werewolf tales more prominent than in France. Much like the famous witch trials, many were put to death in France after being accused of being werewolves. Most, being burned at the stake, whether they pleaded innocent or guilty. The case of Gilles Garnier is one of the most disturbing werewolf tales. In 1572, in Dole, France, children began to vanish from the town, later being found in the woods completely torn apart. That fall, the townsfolk banded together in hopes of finding what they were certain was a werewolf. They would stop it 
and kill it so that their children would be safe and no one would ever be hurt again. In November of that year, a group of hunters stumbled upon a wild animal attacking a child, and some suggested that this monster resembled the local hermit, Garnier. A week passed, and once again, a child went missing, and what was left of them was later discovered in the woods. After this killing, Garnier and his wife were arrested. Garnier was tortured until he finally confessed to being a werewolf, but not just that. He confessed to killing and devouring children who wandered into the woods, admitting that he took the meat home, cooked it, and shared it with his wife. In January 1573, he was burned at the stake. In the early 1600s, a woodsman was suddenly attacked by a werewolf while out in the French countryside. Luckily for him, he was able to chop off one of the wolf's legs and get away. The injured wolf soon turned back into a human woman, and when her injury was found to match that of the wolf that had attacked the woodsman, she was sentenced to death and burned alive. In Mexico, the Nahual are believed to be guardian spirits who live within animals like bobcats, mountain lions, jaguars, and eagles. But in some regions of Mexico, it is believed they are a sort of were-creature powerful men and sorcerers that can transform into a jaguar to cause harm to others. In order to do so, they must make the devil an offering or make a pact with the devil himself. The Tlahualpuchi is a female werewolf whose tale comes from the indigenous people of Tlaxcala, Mexico. They are referred to as shapeshifters who can change into a dog or a coyote after sunset. Their main choice of prey is human children. And once caught, the children will be drained of all blood until they die. In South America, we have El Lobison. The tale of El Lobison can be found most prominently in Argentina, where they believe that the seventh son of every family would be cursed to become a werewolf. But not only that, it was also believed that the seventh daughter of the family would be doomed to be a witch. But this creature wasn't strictly male. Most would die if they crossed the Lobison's path. But if a Lobison attacked anyone, male or female, and that person survived, they would become Lobisons themselves. The curse which stemmed from the seventh son of every family would carry on through werewolf attacks, passing from one person to the next. MJ McAdams here. Today's tales will continue after a brief message from our sponsors. So stick around. More haunts are waiting for you just around the corner. Where there is darkness, there is also light. Evil cannot exist without the good of this world. Such is the case of the werewolf. In the late 1600s, in Livonia, an 80-year-old man by the name of Thies claimed to be a werewolf, which of course was a dangerous thing to admit during that time. The old man said, however, that werewolves were not evil. They were not monsters, nor were they servants of Satan. They were, in fact, servants of God, known as the Hounds of God. When a person died, 
Their soul would go to heaven, where some would go on to defend the innocent souls of earth by having God bless them with the powers of the werewolf. The werewolves themselves would even travel to the very depths of hell to battle demons and prevent them from escaping and causing chaos on earth. He claimed that without the hounds of God, earth would be filled with demons and witches who would torture humans endlessly. Unfortunately, no one believed him. But at the same time, the judges took pity on him and couldn't bring themselves to sentence the old man to death. They believed that his wits had gone with old age, and he was merely senile, not dangerous. Still, he had admitted to being a werewolf, but instead of a death sentence, he was given tin lashes and then set free. In Shetland, about 104 miles northeast of Scotland, comes the tale of the wolver. The wolver are similar to werewolves, being both humanoid and wolf-like in appearance. However, this creature is not a shapeshifter. They have never been human, and the full moon has no effect on their body or mind. The wolver's body resembles a man's covered in short, bristly brown hairs, but their head is that of a wolf. This is their permanent form, and unlike traditional werewolves who are feared for their bloodthirsty nature, wolvers are kind, gentle of heart, and do not pose a risk to humans as long as they are left alone. They are known for their good deeds, such as helping lost travelers find their way, and even have left food such as fish on windowsills or near the homes of poor families. They are even known to pay their respects to families with sick or dying loved ones. The Fela, or Fuila of Ireland, were benevolent beings who led lost travelers to safety, much like wolvers. But these wolf-like creatures watched over all the townspeople and were especially protective of children. Just as many tales of werewolves painted the creatures as vile and evil, others portrayed them as guardians and protectors of mankind. But whatever you choose to believe, one thing is certain. The stories of these beings flourished many moons before our birth, and will be told many more after we return to the earth. Though these creatures do not live forever, the legend of the werewolf will always be immortal. So, did that help a bit? It did? That's wonderful. What do you remember? You were turned at 15, huh? And your particular condition is why the monster is following you in the first place? I don't understand. There's no supernatural being who would go after a werewolf. Even tales of vampire and lycanthrope grudges are mere human nonsense. The girlfriend. It all goes back to her, huh? But who could she be, I wonder? You know what? I know something that might clear your head. Let's go for a walk if you're up to it. Perfect. I know just the place. Come along, Captain. Barnaby. Let's get some fresh air. Thank you for joining us today at Humble Hauntings. If you enjoyed today's tale, then feel free to leave a review and subscribe to our show. Don't forget to share with friends and family as well, because after all, when it comes to exploring the unknown, 
the more, the scarier. And remember, my spookables, home is where the haunt is.